Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin, and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless DAO, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user-friendly on-ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Humpty Calderon. Today, we are joined by Vinicius Vasconcelos, COO and co-founder at Niftify, and Lalo with business and product development. We go over the Niftify platform, discuss fractionalization of NFTs and its potential impact to NFT holders, including investor DAOs. Let's get started. Well, welcome. Um, why don't we get started with you, Vinicius? Um, you know, okay, tell perfect. us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in crypto. Okay, great. So hi, everyone. Thank you all for, for being here today. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Um, my name is Vinicius. I'm actually an, an electrical engineer, but, but I've been into crypto since the end of 2018. I started as a regular investor trying to crypto, Ethereum, Bitcoin. Then I got to know about this and started to read more about that and try to understand what it was all, all about. Um, in 2020, I found myself studying a lot about DeFi and all the protocols that were arising at that moment. And that, the, the person who introduced DeFi this to me was a longtime friend of mine, Leonardo Carvalho, who is a CEO and co-founder of NiftFi. Uh, he is the, the brain of this project. And he has always been intrigued about NFTs and, and had been thinking about how someone could divide one, one non-fungible tokens in fungible fractions and how they can share the ownership of a single NFT. And I, I joined the team in May that year, 2020, and I'm dedicating full time for NiftFi since then. Uh, Lalo, do you want to go? Yes, sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Lalo. I'm from Brazil also. Uh, I've started in crypto in 2017, gladly before the bull run of that time. And I entered mostly for the money, as I think everyone else did by that time. And uh, in 2018, I saw the market crashing and I started to to study much more about the market because I I was already falling in love with it. So I started to study a lot and in 2019 I co-founded Cola Crypto. That's a business focused in education, education crypto here in Brazil, uh, where we provide free content on Instagram, YouTube, and also uh, paid courses for the for the audience. And in 2018, I, I get to know NFTs, and since then I'm addicted to NFTs. So I kept collecting for all these years and saw this uh, big trend be, uh, starting this, this last year in 2020. 
and I, I was very glad about that. And Niftify came and invited us to uh, participate in the project. And today I'm part of the team. I I help with the business development and product development. So yeah. You mentioned two things in terms of you know making money as a hook to crypto. I think that's uh, interesting insight, right? Because I think. Yes, crypto seems very valuable because of its speculative as a speculative asset. Um, but you then uh, transitioned into, hey, once I was in here and I realized that, hey, it's not always about making money. Sure, um, you know, there's there's different markets, bull bear markets, and all that fun stuff. Uh, but there's also real technology that is driving the the crypto space, and so. That's when you transitioned, right? Your 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 mindset changed and said, instead of just sitting here and be, being a consumer, right? Just kind of buying tokens or just holding tokens or speculating. What I want to do is I actually want to contribute to the space, right? I want to become a creator, a developer. And so both of you had seen made that transition. Yes, exactly. Uh, I think this space has a lot potential uh, in terms of technology, of disruption, of uh, new ideas, a new way of meeting people, uh, making business online. And I decided to, it, it was a, a personal goal to get involved in a protocol who could uh, bring different things for the ecosystem, you know, not just uh, stay sitting here speculating, looking at charts and uh, tweeting <laughs> and tweeting, healing my projects, etc. So uh, I, I could see that crypto was much bigger than that. Um, you talk about building a protocol that brings, you know, value to crypto, brings new people to crypto. And if anything, 2020, the end of 2020, and the beginning of 21, 2021 taught us was NFTs are that thing, right? In terms of, you know, speculation, in terms of DeFi, sure, there's some attraction, but I think that there's a level of uh, like a learning curve for individuals, whether it's learning how to um, invest or understanding the investment me mechanisms or learning, you know, other mechanisms, a lot of like financial and economic models that are being used in DeFi. There's that learning curve that while appealing Definitely not accessible to everyone. NFTs, though, whether it's digital art, uh, whether it's music, these are things that, for the most part, are things that are familiar culturally across the world. So when people started issuing and minting these NFTs, uh, different creators came onto the space and started creating some interesting and fun um, you know, NFTs, I think that it really captured the imagination of many more people that maybe had heard of crypto, but didn't see kind of any on-ramps for themselves. But when NFTs came to be, suddenly they were like, oh, you know, this is something that I understand. This is something that I want to get my hands on because either I'm already doing it in the real world, or I'm seeing this as an opportunity to kind of whether support an artist or whatever the reason. So it's interesting you bring that up. And also, I think, interesting because with Niftify, you're just taking that same, uh, you know, platform, that same uh, product, but you're adding tons more value to it. 
Yes, uh, adding uh, to what you said now, if you add the game industry inside the, the NFTs world, you, you see that could be the, a massive uh, on-ramp for new users. I think we are seeing that already with Axe Infinity. Uh, a lot of people that uh, were not from crypto are joining uh, the ecosystem through a game. So uh, they're based on NFTs. So I think NFTs are here to, to stay. Uh, people think that NFTs are just art and collectibles, but they can be a lot more. And about Niftify, yes, I think uh, what we are trying to build here is a, a platform that can unlock uh, more demand for the NFTs because today it's not uh, uh, so easy for the regular user to buy an NFT and, and to know if NFT is valuable or not. So the most valuable ones uh, are not easily affordable for, for the most of the people. So when you can provide fractions of it, uh, I think you can unlock some demand there and also uh, help people to diversify more their investments because you can, instead of buying a, you know, a speculative meme coin, from a dog, you can buy a NFT from a dog <laughs> that probably will have more valuable if more value if it's from a well-known artist, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. And the interesting is that we started building that way before the hype. You know, we started that last year in the, the beginning of the year, and we saw that the problem that it, that it could have about expensive NFTs, people ha having access to that. So we ha have been in this journey, building this project for over a year, trying to solve the, these problems that the NFT space faces nowadays. So that, that's awesome. Uh, and a lot of things uh, changes from when we start arriving. So uh, all this way, we have been trying to collect feedback and trying to find gaps uh, on the NFT market so we can apply our technology to provide solutions. This has been a wonderful introduction, I think, to the topic of NFTs and to your place in it. Let's talk a little bit about Niftify. What is Niftify? Uh, great. Uh, so Niftify is a decentralized application that fractionalizes non-fungible tokens. Uh, just a brief back background of this protocol. Uh, like I was saying, uh, our CEO, Leonardo Carvalho, has always been intrigued about NFTs and had, had been thinking about how someone could divide one non-fungible token, fungible fractions, how can they share the ownership of a single NFT. And he knew that he needed to find a way to do that in a totally decentralized way, aligned with all the DeFi requirements, such as being decentralized, trustless, permissionless. And the idea started to be developed in March 2020 in the East Global Hackathon. And in, in October 2020, we, we deployed our smart on the Ethereum mainnet. And, and we haven't stopped working since then. Uh, we had uh, the, the, the token launch in May, and the platform was launched in June last month. So the fractionalization process has been 
running perfectly on the Ethereum mainnet since then, since June. And we have some some, some fractionalized NFTs there, there in our marketplace. Uh, so you can uh, buy fractions there. And so basically, we are this platform that provides the, the fractionalization of non-fungible tokens. Uh, we have uh, our smart contracts that divide the NFTs into fractions. And these fractions are all ERC-20 compliant tokens. Uh, so the user can choose uh, his, his or her an, an, an NFT and fractionalize in our platform. So the, the NFT is staked in our smart contract and no one has special access to that. So it's totally decentralized. And once the user fractionalizes it, uh, he or she gets fungible fractions that represent this NFT and it's immediately uh, he, he receives that in, in his wallet uh, and the user is able to do whatever he wants with them. So there is the possibility of making a private offering by selling these fractions in a private way uh, for partners, friends in a peer-to-peer -peer model, you know, or the user can take these fractions and create a pool on balancer protocol to provide liquidity to these fractions and allow anyone to buy and sell fractions in the open market. So uh, the user can create his uh, own market of fractions and let them available in the market so anyone can buy and sell fractions of it. And the coolest thing that is uh, that we are totally decentralized, permissionless, trustless. No one needs to uh, to worry about the NFT because it, it is staked in the smart contracts and no one has special access to that. Well, you just gave us a ton to unpack there. So I'm going to rewind quite a bit and just try to define something that you used several times what does it mean for the protocol to be decentralized right and why is that decentralization excuse me decentralization important for a protocol like niftify uh i think uh, the decentralization the the fractionalization process is essential because uh everybody that buys fractions knows exactly the the zit rule uh in our marketplace once you fractionalize you need to set uh, the buyout price of that piece. So the piece is always on sale and whoever buys fractions of it knows exactly what will be the, the sale price and that's uh, immutable uh, rule on the smart contract. So there's no space for disputes between fraction holders. Uh, there's no space for votings and etc. So it's totally uh, decentralized. It's good because uh, you don't need to trust any person that can change the rule after you buy something, you know. I'm not sure yeah. if I was clear, sorry. And you don't need to worry if someone's going to steal your your piece because the only way for someone to redeem the NFT from this mass contract is by paying this buyout clause that Lal explained it 
which is the, the maximum amount that someone needs to pay to buy the whole piece. Or if, or if this person has 100% of the fractions. So the, these are the, the two only ways to, to take the NFT from the stake, uh, to unstake the NFT in the smart contract, right? Uh, and that's awesome because you don't need to worry if someone is going to steal or if you're going to lose your, your NFT uh, because it's totally safe. Yeah. Well, I think what I've what I follow so far is the ability and yes, Lalo, to to answer your question, I did follow, but I think you know just decentralization is such a heavy word. But what I followed so far is the value of decentralization, as far as how Niftify uh, uses a product, is the ability ability to trustlessly be able to break up these NFTs and then also um, distribute those to in whatever way that has been defined, whether that is going to the person who's minted it or to individuals who have uh, who will have these fractions of NFTs uh, within their own wallets. Yeah, and also anyone can fractionalize one NFT there. You don't need to ask permission, uh, be, as, be accepted by the protocol or anything. Even if our front end goes down, you can do the whole process via Etherscan. The smart contract is there. So. And by the, by, by the way, our front end is also decentralized. So that's yeah. cool. No, and I think that's something that when Vinicius and I talked initially, I found incredibly valuable was that the front end is really just that as a front end, but the smart contracts are persistent, right? They work across, you know, Etherscan or if somebody wanted to create a front end for Niftify, they certainly could. So that ability to fractionalize or to continue utilizing the product uh, in perpetuity will continue to exist because of those smart contracts, right? And those are decentralized. No one no one owns those. Perfect. Yes, perfect. Uh, only if Ethereum goes down, then it will go down with it. But I don't think that will happen anytime soon. So, yeah. yeah. And another word for this decentralization might be non-custodial. Uh, we don't, don't keep the custody of the NFT. Maybe that helps. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's really important, indeed. Yeah. So the the process uh, trying to to explain more about this this decentralization uh, process. Uh, so the the user gets the fractions immediately in his wallet uh, without the the. The, the need of someone doing that for him, you know, so it's totally automatic, uh, non-custodial. The NFT is automatically come to the smart contract stake there, and the user uh, gets his fractions in his wallet. And if someone buys fraction, it is totally uh, in, a, in a trustless manner if the fractions are in the open market. So. Uh, yeah, it's free. And the the, the other uh, thing is that if someone wants to buy the whole piece, uh, this person doesn't doesn't need to to ask permission for anyone. Uh, for for example, 
let's suppose that you fractionalized your, your NFT and I bought 10% of that, Lalo bought 10% too, and someone else wants to buy the, the whole piece. Th this person doesn't need to ask permission for me to, to buy the, the, the NFT. It just goes to, to the website and click on buy NFT and uh, he's going to pay the exit price of that piece. And yeah, that's pretty simple. Paying the exit price and unstaking the NFT from the smart contract. And the amount paid by this buyer will be stored in our smart contracts vault. And I will be able to claim 10% of that amount because I own 10% of the fractions and Lalo too because he, he, he also owns 10% of the fractions. So it's a totally, yeah, that's a very interesting point. So for, for creators in the NFT space, it's usually uh, one of the rewards for contributing to the platform is that they own in perpetuity 10% of that revenue, right? Um, are you saying that similarly, these fractions enable uh, owners of these fractions to own a percentage, uh, I guess, of a percentage? Or is, is am I understanding that incorrectly? They, they have a percentage of the first sale, yes. Uh, but when someone buys the, the NFT for himself, uh, he'll have 100% of the, the NFT for himself. Uh, we, we don't have yet the royalty system uh, implemented. We have launched our Minter uh, a week ago, and we are still working on it to, to provide this royalty system also for, for the creators because uh, we think it's, it's very important to have too. Yeah, I mean, certainly that is one of the valuable, one, one of the many valuable things I think that NFTs are creating for or, or allowing for creators that are different from many of the centralized platforms on which they may have contributed in the past, where they have um, these ownership rights and these uh, royalties, if you will, that allow them to monetize that, you know, for, for a longer period of time um, then, you know, some of these other models that are you know, old and traditional and broken, in my opinion. So that's good to hear. Um, so give yeah, me, give yeah, me... but, but the, the royalty system today on NFTs is not, uh, how can I say multi-platform because for example, if you meet on no origin and you set up the royalties there, you only get royalties if the piece is sold on no origin, for example. So... There, there isn't yet a way of, uh, you know, from each sale, even peer-to-peer -peer sale, the, the artist get his revenue so uh, by Hoyots. You're tapping into an area of my domain. I am not going to dive too deep into it in this conversation because I can geek out on it in terms of identity for creators that is uh, usable cross-chain. This is something that, you know, Ontology, which is the uh, protocol that I work with uh, outside of this uh, this event, um, looking to create that utility and mobility of uh, creator rights across multiple protocols and multiple blockchains. So certainly I'd love to talk about that offline, but uh, not for this call, I think, because we could Let's dive into that rabbit hole and we'll never get out. Let's that call because <laughs> we were discussing that yesterday on the product meeting. 
Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I'd love yeah. to talk to it. I, I've already hosted several calls uh, on that topic outside of here. In fact, I've brought in other projects like Certo who have done something similar um, to, to kind of explore that area a little bit further. So give me a general idea here. We've already talked about fractionalization of NFTs, uh, the way that that works. Let's talk about, and I think we maybe touched on it, but let's talk about the the value. Like maybe explore this a little bit further. The value that fractionalization brings to a creator, the, fract- the value that it could bring to a collector, or the value that it could bring to a DAO that has sourced or pooled resources to be able to acquire these really, really expensive, you know, uh, NFTs, similar like the Doge uh, image that was uh, recently acquired by PleaserDAO. Yes, uh, I think for for the artist, uh, for the creator, uh, it's a new way. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the best way or the perfect way, but it's a new way of uh, selling his NFTs because, for example, he can sell 30 20% of the piece before it gets even sold on the market. So he can try to monetize before the piece gets sold on the market. Uh, I think that's a good use case for them. Uh, also, by uh, fractionalizing the ownership, you bring more people into your art. Uh, you can have more people talking about you. You know, I'm a, the proud owner of 10% of this piece. So in terms of marketing, you can... Uh, you can reach more people. That's pretty amazing, in my opinion. You can, for example, fractionalize one NFT and airdrop some fractions for your community. Use it, use it as a tool. Because uh, for me personally, I think that uh, one of one NFTs are the 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 way to go for collections. You know, I don't like uh, ten of ten NFTs for for my collection. So I don't think it's worth for the artist uh, mint more than one piece. You know, I think each piece so, should be unique. So by fractionalizing it, you can bring more people into it and don't need to mint more of the same piece. That's one point. Uh, and the other topic, uh, the fractionalization can be uh, an interesting uh, aspect for those people who bought expensive pieces uh, in the few months ago, and they can't sell it now by the same price they bought, you know, because there was a huge hype last month, last uh, May, for example, and people uh, might have have bought expensive NFTs there, and now they can't sell them for the the exact price they bought. So by fractionalizing, might be very interesting for them to to help monetize these 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 NFTs and selling fractions of it. So yeah, it's a way of getting it's a way of getting uh, some liquidity, and you don't need to uh, to sell everything. You know, you can keep, for example, fifty percent of the NFT for yourself. But you can sell 50% to get some liquidity to buy more NFTs or to invest in other things. So it's an it's a interesting way. Uh, we, we are launching the, the possibility of fractionalizing a whole collection, for example, uh, 20, 30, 50 NFTs inside a, a collection. So 
collectors can put their collections into our smart contract and sell fractions of their entire collection if they want. Yeah. And so I think there's a question born of what was just mentioned. And really, I want to get a sense of that. And I'll just kind of share it so I don't forget. But I do want to go back to something else that Lalo, you mentioned. So you were talking about now, you know, the uh, purpose or, you know, the, the space that Niftify covers in the NFT space. And it sounds like it wants to be the home for everything from the issuance of NFTs to the fractionalization to the community building to the marketplace, you know, for selling and buying these fractions. I think that's something that I want to explore a, a little bit more, but I do want to go back to something that you mentioned in terms of the collection sizes and what that means both for creators and for collectors. Because something that I've explored uh, in previous conversations and I've gotten different answers, so I'm really curious to hear your point of view. You're talking about what could be more valuable for a creator than uh, would be something like a one-of-one -one collection. And then instead of creating this huge collection of like 10, 100, whatever that is, whether it's algorithmic or you know actually manually created, there's probably more value in creating something that is unique, that is individual, but then fractionalized. And then using that fractionalization as a vehicle for building a community, but also to be able to monetize that and create something else in the future. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe share a little bit more about why you think that a smaller collection is more valuable and maybe address a little bit about the uniqueness of it? In terms of these avatar collections, I think maybe it doesn't apply that rule, but for, you know, for different arts of NFTs where people, it's a single image and people meet, for example, 10 pieces of the same image. I don't think that's worth it. I think it's mo uh, much more worth it to, to mint a single piece and, as I said, fractionalize the ownership of it with more people because uh, everybody likes uh, scarce things. So if there was 10 Mona Lisa, uh, Mona Lisa wouldn't be what it is today, you know? So. No, yeah, you took the words off my mouth. I was going to say in the traditional art space, it isn't reasonable to expect an artist to create these large collections. So in the traditional art space, it is the rarity, it is the scarcity that drives the value. So there's something to be said about the marketability of a, an NFT in terms of its uniqueness, its rarity. Vinicius, you were going to say something? Uh, no, I was going to say about the scarcity uh, because one of the, the main uh, characteristics of the, 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 the NFTs is being scarce. Uh, so, except for the gaming part, but in my opinion, available digital art should be scarce, just like a Mona Lisa. And it should, it's, it's not so good to have uh, 10 or 20 pieces that are equal, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, and, you know, I think that it is an interesting argument in terms of, you know, does it matter what size the collection is in terms of um, different characters or does it matter that it is a singular character, but then still split up into multiple fractions so that 
the same or more people could have access to that collection. And then maybe it becomes a question about accessibility too and on-ramps. You know, is a fraction of an NFT more accessible than creating these collections that are maybe even at the time of issuance inaccessible to most people around the world? That's interesting. Yes, uh, for sure. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the tokenomics of it because I think that that, again, is another (laughs) rabbit hole that's going to keep us here for another hour. Um, You know, but I do want to keep exploring a little bit more in terms of the Niftify marketplace because I think we just touched on it. So one thing that I, you know, wanted to come back to was, I guess, the positioning of Niftify into the future. It sounds like there's already uh, a you know these smart contracts that have been built into the protocol that enable it to fractionalize these NFTs and add value to these collectors or creators. Um, there's also a marketplace for selling and buying. You were talking about there's coming up a, a I guess, new smart contracts for issuing these NFTs. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and you know what Niftify wants, how it wants to differentiate itself from other uh, issuance platforms? Yeah, nice. Uh, so nowadays in our platform, you can fractionalize your NFT. And once you have fractions, you can sell them in a peer-to-peer model. Or you can create a pool balancer and provide liquidity to these fractions. Uh, but providing liquidity on balancer and creating pools uh, might not be so easy for re- regular users. So we, we, we are going to implement a fixed price sale to allow users to sell their fractions in a fix, at a fixed price so people can fractionalize set the amount of fractions they want to sell and a fixed price so they can easily, easily sell them uh, to other people. Uh, so it's another way to monetize fractions in the open market besides ha- having a pool on, on Balancer or Uniswap. You know, uh, that, that's one feature that's going to be uh, lo- launched soon, maybe in a few weeks. And the other feature is, like, like Lalo said, it's the, the Minter that we have re- released last week. And we got the feedback from a famous digital artist and we're going to, to make some improvements on that feature to, to, to improve the, the user experience of it. And yeah, other- I, I think uh, talking about the Minter and our differentiation from the market is because, as we were speaking earlier, we want to aim uh, on the royalty system to be uh, as as much as multi-platform uh, that it can be and decentralize it also. So we are studying ways of doing that about the, the Hoyots. So it, it's a it's a pain that we found on the artist because he said, oh, if I want to do a, a, a war, artwork with a partner, uh, I want to split the Hoyots with him, but he must have the, the profile on the same platform that I do. And all of that is not so easy, etc. So we are trying to implement uh, our Hoyot system in the in a totally decentralized way, also uh, by using fractions of of the NFT. So I think that could be uh, about the minter, the, the the main difference that we are trying to achieve. 
uh, about about the rest. Uh, I think that our focus uh, will be to provide tools to allow the easily uh, shared ownership of NFTs. So we have uh, a lot of new features in that sense to to deploy on the coming coming months. So I believe it'd be it'd be huge, but I can't talk too much about it yet because yeah. still still a secret. We don't wanna to lose the the idea for other yeah other. And it's better to yeah, under promise yeah. and over deliver than to over promise yes. and under deliver at the yeah, same time. <laughs> but yeah. the, the the three main features that's going to be launched in a few weeks are these these fixed price fixed price sale that's going to be awesome the minter that's almost ready and the bundle tool that uh, was what Lalo said before to allow people to to gather multiple NFTs into one into one box and so it's going to be kind of a collection inside one single NFT so people can fractionalize their entire collection uh, all at once. Excellent. Well, thank you for giving us kind of a wide angle lens, if you will, for lack of a better word, into what's coming for the future of Niftify. Um, yes, please do. Anything we missed, drop it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you mentioned about DAOs, and we haven't talked about it. Uh, one of our use cases that we're trying to to achieve is to have these DAOs, especially those famous DAOs who, who collect and, and invest in, in NFTs, uh, to fractionalize their their pieces using Niftify. Because nowadays we have uh, these famous DAOs who, who faces a kind of central point of failure because they need to share the ownership of their NFTs in a centralized way, having to use uh, multi-sig wallets uh, to share the ownership among their, their members. So uh, it would be much easier if they could just fractionalize the NFT using Niftify and distribute the fractions among their members in a totally decentralized way. So no one would need to worry about uh, a kind of multi-sig wallet up private key to access that and that's uh, uh, an, an idea and use case that we, we want to achieve and yeah uh, and also the possibility of two or more DAOs sharing the ownership of, uh, of a single piece using fractions of this NFT so that's something that could be awesome and that's all we have for today. I hope you found this discussion useful to your own crypto journey. To learn more about Niftify, go to niftify.org and on Twitter at niftifyofficial. If you enjoyed this discussion, please give us a follow, like, and a five-star review wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And stay tuned for our next discussion. <laughs>